game begin. Hi, and welcome to Dadgum Nerds, your podcast for family first, fanboy fun. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me today are my fellow dads, Zach. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Kevin. Ho, ho, ho. And Aaron. Good to be back. It has been a while. Oh, so while. glad to it have you back. It has been a hot minute. Well, so glad to have you back. There was a good reason for that. My wife and I had another kid, so, you know, newest, newest, hey! newest nerd to the family. So uh, I think I get a small excuse, but it's it's good to be back. I hope y'all didn't talk about too much Lord of the Rings or Star Wars while I wasn't here. No, not us. No. Of course we didn't. <laughs> well, glad to have you back, Aaron. Well, just in a bit, we will be sharing what our top three favorite Christmas films are. However, we want to first acknowledge our first Swedish listener. Hey. Hey. Uh, so Swedish whatever chef. thank you is in Swedish, consider it said, because I'm not even going to attempt it. Well, uh, before we get started with our discussion, anything happened to you guys in dad life this week? I think Aaron probably has the biggest story of us. So you, like you Aaron, can't you top to, that. I know, really. Yeah, um, we can't. So, so Aaron, how about how about you share what are some of the things you've realized with kid number two? That's a well, bit different from kid number one. Yeah, we're well, we're catching up with Kevin. Um, yeah. We got a little, little ways to go, <laughs> but we're, there. we're working on it. Um, it, it is different. And granted, we're only a few weeks into this. Um, it does. I mean, we're already stretched a lot thinner. Um, however, having yeah. the first kid who's old enough to genuinely be helpful, he can go and fetch mm-hmm. things. He can take care of him, largely take <laughs> care of himself and entertain himself for a little while. He's only four, but um, that's still a good age to, be useful <laughs> for lack yes. of a better way yeah. to put it. Um, so, so that's good. The, the, the gap between them um, makes things a little bit easier, um, but he's good. He's a, he's a, he's a very calm baby. He, he, in fact, he gave us a scare in the hospital because he was such a good sleeper there that oh, wow. he, <laughs> he set off alarms because um, <laughs> they, they were just like, Oh my gosh, something's wrong. And it's like, Oh, no, he's not. He's just, he's just sleeping. He's just a really yeah, that's hard, awesome. He's just a really wow. hard sleeper. So um, it's been good. I mean, we're it's an adjustment, but um, I, I think it's going well so far and we love it. And it's just his big brother is over the moon um, having him here. And spe- so. Speaking of which, what is the personality difference between the two? Yeah, so far, um, just as babies, the the newest one is a lot more chill than Cameron was. Cameron mm-hmm. was uh, a pretty loud baby. He he didn't sleep very much at all when he was younger. Um, and this one, he Harrison's just uh, he's a pretty laid back guy. He kind of eats and sleeps. And um, the the biggest problem right now, honestly, is that he sleeps quite a bit during the day. And then come about eleven thirty, it's party time. No. You know, right when mom and dad need You're to sleep. Welcome. So he's 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 up a decent amount during the night. Um, it's I don't know. It's a lot of at the end of the day, it's a lot of fun, and we're 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 thrilled. We're yeah. And our experience with them with when we got our second, it was how quickly we noticed their personalities were different, mm-hmm. and then how much more independent the older one was than we ever thought they were. Yeah, I, I can see that because I think it, it, out of necessity and Cameron's we, we've pushed mm-hmm. him to be able to do a lot of things himself, like the whole bedtime routine and and, you know, 
things as simple as like you can go get your own water and that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But now that it's that like a nice. ne- now that it's a necessity, <laughs> it's strange how it's like, right. oh, I want you to do it. And I'm like, no, I I really need you to do it right now. If there was ever a time for you to do it yourself, it's right now. <laughs> well, it's it's got to be so convenient that he can run go and get whatever he needs okay okay now and the dad jokes have uh doubled so oh no that's the other benefit all right well final question before we go uh we need confirmation what is the inspiration behind the name harrison I am not going to confirm or deny the question that everyone asks. <laughs> okay. Is that not? That's exactly what I said last episode. Can you answer this? Did he shoot first? Harrison always shoots first. There you go. <laughs> no matter what anyone says. I'm not saying it's exclusive, but I will go as far as to say inspired by. Okay. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. All right, well, time to bring some joy to this world with this Christmas discussion. We'll be back in just a moment to kick that off. Did you know Daggum Nerds has merch? Well, if you'd like a Daggum Nerds t-shirt, sweater, hoodie, water bottle, sticker, or even a fanny pack to really show off that dad bod, head to daggumnerds.com store. It's the perfect way to support the show and rock that dad swag. Again, that's daggumnerds.com store. You'll never know what's in store. All right. So let's just dive right into this thing. What are your top three favorite Christmas films? Zach, you want to take this one away? Start it off. Well, as I sit here sipping my glass of eggnog. Oh, gosh. Eggnog. That's great. <sighs> That's wait, my favorite like, part of Christmas season. Wait, you don't eggnog, like eggnog, man. Kevin? No, no. Yeah, what? I'm with Kevin. I'm with Kevin what? on this one. <sighs> this, this is Kevin and I on The Office again. We're That's just like, we're, we're all, we are hands down on the same team. I yeah. wait all year for that stuff. Uh, I all can't. right, you bunch That's of beverage, you bunch of beverage scrooges over if there. If I wanted to drink Christmas snot, I could come up with <laughs> yeah. something else. <laughs> just give me, just give right me a whiskey. Aaron. I'm good. Oh man, <laughs> you know, mixing eggnog with whiskey is very good. Why don't you that just leave off the eggnog? Might be the only way I could drink it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey Zach, what is your Number three favorite Christmas film. So this one's a bit of a, a an oddball choice, but it is truly in my top three. And that would be Home Alone 2. So I have nice. to ask. If that's an oddball choice. How, I'm in big trouble. Why, <laughs> why the second one over the first one? I, I think it I right. think the I second one's fine. I think the second one is 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 fine. Um, but so it's the funny answer, that you picked that instead of the first one. The answer to that is because we didn't own the first one on VHS. We owned the second <laughs> one on VHS. <laughs> so the one that we watched on repeat was Home Alone 2. And I'll also say this. I think that the traps and the shenanigans in Home Alone 2 are far funnier than Home mm. Alone 1. Mm. Like in when uh, the, the second, uh, and I'm forgetting, it's, it's Harry and Marv, and I forget yeah. who is which. Harry's um, the short one. Oh, yeah, no, wait. Marv's so, the tall one. Yeah. No, well, the wet bandits. The, no, there's the sticky bandits in part two. Uh, that's right. The sticky bandits. That's right. Marv is in the basement and the kid has uh, put electric, uh, like, what, it, connector cables? It, it's almost like what you would do to jumper jump cables. a car. Yeah. yeah, jumper cables 
onto the bottom part of the sink and he grabs hold of it and gets electrocuted. And yeah. for a little bit, it's just the camp. You're like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. and the part that to this day still makes me just laugh out loud is when it cuts to like five frames of his skeleton. Of the skeleton yeah. that looks just, like Doc Brown. <laughs> and then it goes back to him. And it's just so unexpected and it's hilarious. But then as well, probably the most cringeworthy moment in the entirety of the Home Alone 2 uh, or just Home Alone series is when they're going up the staircase, they've avoided the paint cans, which mm-hmm. is from the first one. And they think like, oh, mm. we've outsmarted the kid. And then he puts like, it almost looks like a telephone or like a uh, lamppost pole. <sighs> and he yeah. goes down the stairs. It hits them both square in the face. The sound design is just <laughs> awful because you like hear a crunch and the resounding boom. They fall down two levels into a pit and then he cuts the rope and it onto their faces it's amazing <laughs> I, I yeah the home alone two traps got immensely more violent yeah they oh, went yeah. from like oh, yeah. whimsical really like, would have died in the wow. first one with that oh, backflip yeah. on the cement like he shouldn't have even made it in the house yeah it, it was in the first trap like well, a he started bricks or something. At their faces. It, was, it was like geez <laughs> we went from like you know whatever it was you know tax on the floor whatever it was to yeah the first trap's just a brick to the face <laughs> i like skip Cut to the chase. Yeah. <laughs> Ten bricks to Marv's face. Yeah. But even before that, even before that, having Tim Curry, Tim Curry. as the kind of Tim antagonist Curry. concierge. And I mean, even you want to know Schneider. how old this movie it is. Watch how he processes the credit card. And that's how old this movie right. is. But anyway, just that that moment where they're playing. Um, what is it? Not City of Is it City of Angels? I forget the name of the old movie that they they do the voiceover to. to Angels with filthy souls. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's it. Angels with that filthy souls. That they made souls. for that for Home Alone. It's not but, a movie. But just the the they're, that moment where it's like, you've been with everyone. Chief, Bony Bab, Chip. And then they, they look at the security Carl. guard and his name's Chip and they're like, it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone stay in your rooms. There's an insane guest with a gun. Like, it's just, it's such a well-written scene. And well, then, you know, course, Merry, it, Merry Christmas so far. I don't think we've mentioned the first thing, Christmas. <laughs> in this movie. That's true. So everything about this movie that doesn't have to do with Christmas is my favorite part. But oh, okay. it does happen over Christmas Eve and Christmas. Yes. And similar to the first one, it's all about having to understand that Christmas is about being with family and it's about giving, not receiving. Yes. Um, but another reason to love the second one is that toy store in the second one is mm-hmm. every kid's mm-hmm. dream. Yeah. Now, it had far too few Star Wars toys to really be my They're fantasy land. They're all toys for the most part in there. But it was still fun to see. So I, Home Alone 2. I know it's not your traditional Christmas movie, but it was it was one that we watched all the time and have many fond memories of. I am great with non-traditional Christmas movies. It, it's still a Christmas film, though. I firmly falls in that category. And uh, listeners, for your own protection, please do not watch past Home Alone 2. No, please no. do not. They are please. talking about remaking it, though, but let's move on. Why? 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 That's Why? Like every other movie. Why would you How? drop that and say we move on anyway? Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Aaron, what is your number three film? So I'm going to have to go with Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, Solid choice. Easily <sighs> in my top has. three. I think it's actually my favorite version of Christmas Carol. Oh, wow. That's um, saying a lot. Yeah. Oh. And I know. I know there's, you know, six or seven out there at least like big time productions of it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is actually my favorite. Um, love the Muppets. Classic, of course. Um, grew up watching it as a kid. Um, I, I have fond memories of first seeing it at my aunt's house and being terrified of the ghost of Christmas future. 
Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he's like the a ring race before Dementors a were a ring thing. race before yeah. ring race were ever seen on screen. Um, but you gotta love it. I mean, it's the gang, right? You got Gonzo and Rizzo narrating the whole thing. Um, it hits all the story beats that I mean, it follows the Christmas uh, the Christmas Carol story like to a T. And you know, Kermit and Miss Piggy it, and it just uh, adds Fozzie Wigs and walk, you know, it, it's just it's it's great. It's it's it, it's um it's nostalgic for me. Um and it, it's it's just a good time. It's definitely in my top three. And Michael Caine, Michael Caine as everything Michael is, Caine. I mean, it, and that's what makes it so brilliant. You have Michael Caine who does a phenomenal job, but it's in a Muppet movie. It, it, <laughs> it just it, he he interacts with the the Muppets so well and just ah, it's great. It's so great. And talk about the music being on point. Like I can still oh, here yeah. comes Mister Home. Here, here comes Mister. Like Mr. it's it's so catchy. Mr. Skin Flint. <laughs> now. <laughs> as merry as merry as the Muppets are, I still think that it has the most terrifying depiction of the anthropomorphic doorknob of oh, any <laughs> of any of the film treatments I've seen. So like, I'm I had still a, friend, a bit terrified. I had that. a friend growing up. This was uh, so young. This is before Zach and I knew each other who was Whoa. so scared of that scene when the doorknob changes that he refused to flush the toilet because he thought that the toilet was going to more. He was so terrified of that scene. Where Where is the connection? Where is the connection? I don't know. It was just, it was a knob. It was a knob. (laughs) It was a knob thing. Like he just, he was so scared of that scene. Wow. We were like six, I think so. And it's one of those movies that does keep on giving because you'll notice these little one-liners that are said by side characters. Like, Andrew, I'm not going to attempt this because you can quote it perfectly, but when the pigs are walking by in the very beginning. Oh, yes, it's a fine meal. Guess it was, wasn't it? What should we do now? Let's have a lunch. Oh, good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And they're pigs, so it makes sense that they would be gorgeous. It does. Because they're pigs. All right, Kevin. How about you? What is your number three favorite Christmas film? So I need to preface this list a little bit for everyone. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say. So last week, um, we were, based off Tripp's question, we were asked, what's our favorite video game console? console?" Oh, no. And I said PlayStation 1 because it really introduced competition in between, into the market. It was a good answer. Which I, by the way, I was... I was pleasantly surprised because knowing you, Kevin, I thought you were going to say like the Dreamcast or something and go off on some defense of how the Dreamcast is this secret, brilliant console or something. It was misunderstood. (laughs) It did have some good games, though. It did. So Margaret's like, why can't you just say it's because you like it? Why can't you just you always have like this crazy reason behind something? So I'm like, all right, fine. So let's play that game this week. So this list is not... Favorite movies I like to Christmas movies I like to watch with Margaret. Favorite Christmas movies I like to watch with my family. Favorite Christmas movies I like growing up. This is if someone asked me, Kevin, what Christmas movie do you want to watch right now? This is Kevin's selfish Christmas list. So this oh, is dear. Kevin Unleashed. So right. you're welcome, world, and you can blame my wife. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Margaret. This first film was originally scheduled to release over Christmas season. But the okay. studio realized it did not have it had an open slot for a summer release. 
Got so it got released in the summer and ended up being the fourth highest grossing film that year. Oh, so wow. the only ones that grossed higher were Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, and Temple of Doom. So this came out a long time ago in 1984. <laughs> it still gets re-released into theaters over the Christmas season now. And it is Gremlins. What? Gremlins. In what universe Gremlins? is that a Christmas film? So the premise of the story Gremlins? is a struggling inventor gives his son this furry little gift, which is Gizmo, as a Christmas present. And then everything crazy happens. So the whole thing, the whole story is based on a Christmas gift. And it happens over the huh. Christmas season. There's okay. caroling in it. It still gets released over the summer. They're like Gremlins caroling it. Every kid growing up wanted a little mogwai for Christmas. Well, didn't that become Furby, which is terrifying? No. Like no, that's the thing of your nightmares. That is, that is borderline sacrilegious, sir. <laughs> well, I don't know. When we're talking about Gremlins as a Christmas movie, I think sacrilege has been broken. Like, no, no dude, those yes. Furbies are nightmare inducing. They are a nightmare. They are. They are a nightmare. But yeah, the whole premise of that film is over. It's about a Christmas gift, and that happens over the Christmas season. Huh. Okay. I didn't realize it happened over Christmas in that. Narrative. Well, I, I, the only part, and it has been a while since I've seen Gremlins, but wasn't there a scene where they're like riding the train around the Christmas tree? Yep. Okay. There you go. Christmas, Who I guess. That? I just remember yeah. the don't feed them after midnight thing. Like, and don't get them wet. And don't get them wet. I mean, the yeah. main villain, Stripe, and that one is sort of like this really weird Grinch mean elf person. Oh. Well, I need to rewatch Gremlins because I don't remember. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. So well, what if they lived in a humid climate? I don't know. Would they just like, constantly be growing? Like they couldn't live here in Georgia. They would just become monsters instantly. Yeah. They're talking about <laughs> making Gremlins 3 right now, which I'm pretty hyped about. Oh, but yeah, okay. Gremlins, it happens over Christmas. The whole premise is a Christmas gift. Um, and, that, and that is the third movie that you would watch if someone said, let's pop oh, in yeah. a Christmas movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. To which all of us go, no surprise. No, nope. <laughs> not at all. Thank you, Margaret. I haven't even seen The Muppets Christmas Carol. <gasps> how dare you you're welcome wait wait do you not like muppets period are you no, like i like the muppets my favorite so my favorite muppets movie is um the great muppet caper yes and i love the yes. muppets movie as well see kevin you and i there there are things that we just do not agree with on at all but the but things we we're do just like right on. we are just like dead on <laughs> amen muppet great muppet caper is Hands awesome. down, the best best Muppet movie. Miss Piggy on a motorcycle. Miss Piggy like on a motorcycle. Jewel thieves. It, like, at the, not Ma- at the Mallory movie? Gallery going for yes. the baseball diamond. It's brilliant. It's awesome. Seriously, if you like the great Muppet caper, you will love A Muppet Christmas Carol. So it's, it's on true. Disney it's, Plus now. So just be sure to watch it this Christmas season. It's excellent. Um, so my number three is It's a Wonderful Life. Traditional. It's hard to knock that. Classic. Yeah, I know. I, I can't argue about that one. You know, what's funny about this, though, is that I really didn't watch this until I want to say I was out of college. Wow. wow your family never watched it growing up? I never like watched it growing up either. That is surprising what? to me. Hmm. Yeah, just, like as much as your family loved the old classic black and white stuff and Annie Griffith, it just seems weird that you wouldn't have done the. I love that. You it's said a wonderful Andy line. Griffith. You know, it was I remember it being on a few times, but I always kind of found myself you know, playing Super Smash Brothers instead in the other <laughs> yeah. room. Because Especially you when know, you're growing up, you're like, what is this black and white mess? No, and I'm actually kind of glad that was the case because when I watched it, I could more appreciate what the whole story was and 
what all was involved with it so that by the time that it got to the end and you really saw George Bailey have that awful day mm-hmm. um, and really understood what was involved. And uh, so by the time you got to the end of the film, you really had this deep appreciation for what was going on. Um, and yeah, I, remember, I guess as a kid, you're not as concerned about banks going bankrupt. You're like, no, you're not. No, we'll just not get more money. Like how that's how all you need to do. <laughs> nose light up. It kind of resonated with me um, in that, you know, at the very beginning of the film, George Bailey's basically like, I'm going to go off and see the world and do all these amazing things. And I was coming right out of college, basically, and was in college. And so like, I'm ready to spread my wings and go. Um, and so to see this guy who basically has life decides to take him a completely different direction. I don't know. Something resonated with me at the time. Um, and just a really, really, really good film yeah. all the way around. There's some parts to it that like. It's very 30s. At oh, yeah. times. Oh, I mean, the sock hop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, that, that movie is the Christmas movie like that. Which, or Miracle is, on 34th Street. which is hilarious because completely opposite to Kevin, that it's a very almost non Christmassy thing. But yet it was designed as a Christmas movie. It's a Wonderful Life was a summer release. Yeah. Yep. So was and, it was a, and it was a box office failure. Grimmins mm-hmm. wasn't. <laughs> it was re-released on television gremlins gets re-released every december <laughs> and it was theaters. only a hit <laughs> it was a hit after that so i don't know uh andrew i think kevin's gremlins pick is more of a christmas movie than it's a wonderful life based off of its history how dare you how dare you, you. <laughs> how dare welcome you. and that's on record sir but how many people tune in for it's a wonderful life more than gremlins at christmas time that's my question. That's because they're going to the theaters because they want that experience of the gremlins mm-hmm. in the theaters. All six of them. Yep. <laughs> they want to keep re-releasing it every December if only six people went, sir. I grew up watching It's a Wonderful Life because we had it on VHS and it was actually one of the first, I don't know why, but it was one of the first DVDs my family ever bought when we got a DVD player. Hmm. And so I actually went through a phase. So I grew up watching it and then I went through a phase of not watching it because I got burned out on it because we watched it a lot hmm. because it, yeah, again, it was nauseam. one of the first DVDs and it was a novelty. Right. And as a kid, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of concepts in it. I mean, you're dealing with um, bank and loan collapses and, and suicide and these, these things that are a key part of the plot. But as a kid, you don't fully understand. And it's kind right. of a long movie. Um, but as I got older and I came out of that phase of, I'm like completely burned out on it. Um, it's a good movie and Jimmy Stewart's always fantastic. So solid number three. All right. So Zach, what is your number two pick? So my number two pick is another movie. And it's funny. You mentioned the DVD thing, Aaron with uh, it's a wonderful life. Cause I think this was actually the second DVD we ever owned. And that is the Grinch that stole Christmas, but the one with Jim Carrey. Oh, that one. (laughs) (laughs) I I know I'm in the minority on this, but I absolutely love Jim Carrey as the Grinch. You know, you'd be be surprised. You'd be surprised. There are people who come out of the woodwork who say that this is their absolute favorite Christmas film. And I'm like, how? Well, it's my number two, not my number one. And and I will say there's a soft spot in my heart for the original animated Grinch that stole Christmas. There better be. And and I mean, I wouldn't have enjoyed this one nearly as much had I not been raised on that VHS. But 
this was one of the first things we got on DVD, which meant that my brother and I could just skip to all of our favorite scenes, which meant we absolutely skipped through the little girl song in the middle of it. <laughs> um, but I just, I just love how over the top, shut your mouth, um, just <laughs> how amazing Jim Carrey's comedy is it. I mean, when he's in the, his deep lair and he's looking at his schedule, Jojo size, dinner with myself, I can't cancel that again. Staring into the abyss, solve world hunger, tell no one. I'm booked. <laughs> and then he starts talking with his echo. I'm just going to whisper so that by the time the noise bounces off you and gets back to me, I won't be able to hear it. You're an idiot. Like, it's just all those <laughs> moments. Um, but I also forget that that's a Ron Howard movie. Yep. Yes, was it, it is. Really? That's it a is. Ron Howard really? movie. I didn't realize that. And and for all the negative chops that it gets, I'm actually quite impressed, even watching it now, the prosthetics they went through to create mm-hmm. live action who's. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they look ridiculous, Dude. but the prosthetics are spot on. No, baby Grinch still keeps me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> Santa. It's yeah, awful. Santa. I, Santa. Bye bye. My honorable mention for for my list actually was the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas, because same thing, of course, nostalgic. And I I remember as a kid um, coming home from my grandparents on Thanksgiving and -hmm. it would run Thanksgiving night and (laughs) we'd hurry to the TV and turn it on because it came on CBS or whatever. And we we loved my sister and I loved the original animated one so much that one summer when we had a uh, like a yard sale. um we sold toys and all that kind of stuff to make enough money to go buy the original animated Grinch on VHS. And it was like 15 bucks. Like my twin, my twin sister and I had an agreement that we were going to pull our money to buy, (laughs) to buy this thing. And we bought it in like July and then begged our parents to let us watch it that night after we bought it because we loved it so much. So that said, like I, I, the Jim Carrey one's fine. But it's hard to top the original one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, uh, I, mean, moments. I didn't know Ron Howard directed that. All right, Aaron, number two pick. Yeah, number two. And this was this was hard because I flip flopped on what my one and two would be. But I ultimately landed on Elf. Elf yes. is going to be my number two. <laughs> Elf. And Elf, Elf. is uh, I forget how new it is related to other Christmas movies. With the, I mean, yeah. the, the Grinch, I guess, is relatively recent as well. But um. You know, I saw Elf maybe like I didn't see it in the theater, but it came out. When did it come out? I was like in middle school, maybe early high school when it came out. Is didn't it like see it right away. 2003. Oh, oh, oh even earlier. OK, 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 OK. So, yeah, like middle school for me. It's 17 years and old. Wow. that was. So, th- wait a minute. That is 17 year old movie. Yeah. And wow. here I am sitting going, talking about how oh new it gosh. is. But I guess compared to it's a wonderful life <laughs> in, in relation to other um, Christmas classics. It's like, yesterday, right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is it somehow takes an almost cliche formula that we've seen in 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 Christmas movies. You got the whole family setting, the dad who works too much, the elf, the Santa, the the very basic problem, the singing to solve everything. And it is the most dang charming movie. It's that I is it is genuinely funny. Will Ferrell, who I really don't like in much else, is absolutely brilliant. The story you could like if you stepped back and you didn't like it, you'd be like, this is cliche. It's basic, but it works. And it's just 
again, it's just so charming and so fun. And it genuinely, I don't know how, like how you put a finger on this, but it seems like Christmas and it's, it's, it's great. I've watched it twice this year already and we'll probably watch it at least two more times. So uh, I got to go with Elf for number two and it missed number one by the skin of its teeth. So this, I this love was that my, one. this was my honorable mention. It yeah. almost I'm made not a my huge list. Elf Elf's the one that like, I'll, I'll break Elf out in July and watch it. I, I, I love it that much. Kevin, why do you not enjoy Elf? I have to watch it again, but I didn't watch it the first time. I'll make, I'll make a deal with you, Andrew. How about this? Okay. So on Netflix, they released, you know how they have uh, the movies that that made us and the toys that made us series? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a Christmas version. Okay. And they only have two episodes. I will watch the Elf one to see if it makes me watch the movie Elf. Okay. But the other one is Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. So you watch the Nightmare Before Christmas one Ooh. and see if it wants, makes you want to watch it. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. All right. Sounds good, man. I didn't realize there was a mini doc on the movie Elf. So mm-hmm. adding that just, to my watch list came right out, now. Yeah. I've, uh, someone told me list. about it yesterday at work and I, it definitely piqued my interest. I want to check it out because yeah. Elf's fantastic. Definitely my number two. Miss number one by Skin of a Seed. Uh, my- by a cotton-headed Nimmy Muggins. Cotton-headed Nimmy Muggins. <laughs> we shouldn't swear oh. on this show, though. Oh, that's true. This is true. <gasps> oh, mother, father. <laughs> Kevin, what is your number two pick? dare we ask so the <laughs> the screenwriter has come out and said how is this not a christmas movie oh, here, oh, we, no. studio that here we go okay when you have to put this much defense <laughs> I, do, I, did it, I did it on the last one i did it on the last one which is why and then we got gremlins and then you got gremlins right the studio has come out and said this is quite possibly the greatest christmas story ever told <laughs> it is die hard <laughs> it is die hard. So there the main song in the soundtrack is Beethoven Night's Ode to Joy. It also includes multiple other Christmas classics. There's Christmas references in it. It happens during a Christmas party over Christmas Eve. And then Andrew, you had a question. No, so I was just gonna take a quick poll. Who of us here think it's a Christmas film and who of us do not? So Kevin, obviously yes. yes. Zach. Oh, absolutely a Christmas movie. Aaron. Yeah, it is. So I love Die Hard. It's a classic action film. It's a great movie. <laughs> I feel like there's a but I'm in not there a strong proponent that it's that it not, but I I'm really torn on the whole Christmas thing. And my question hinges on this. And it's a fair argument because I hear it with It's a Wonderful Life as well. Is being set during Christmas enough to make it a Christmas film? However, that said, and I used to be, I have to point this out, and Kevin, you'll be proud of me. I used to be a strong proponent that Die Hard was not. A Christmas movie at all, and I've weakened sure. on that because it is about family. Look, I mean, technically, it, Die Hard. It, I mean, <laughs> Home Alone is the kids' version of Die Hard. If you think, true. <laughs> wow, I've never thought of that. But you're Home Alone so is right, the, though. So, so if Home Alone <laughs> is a Christmas movie, then Die Hard has to be a Christmas movie, and Die Hard came out first. And then, uh, just for the record, I'm on the fence either way. Honestly, I don't care. So, Kevin, just start talking, and I'll be listening. So <laughs> I'll is. watch Die Hard in December. If that's what you're asking, if that's what the question <laughs> is, then absolutely put it in. I'm all, I'm all for it. <laughs> I remember having this argument with someone a couple of years ago if it was a Christmas movie, and I actually found this guy, and you can look it up, who did a really in-depth study of, like, how many times is the word Christmas used in Die Hard? What percentage of the movie has Christmas music playing? Like that kind of let's look at the numbers and Die Hard actually has more Christmas references, more Christmas music playtime 
than some Hallmark Channel Christmas movies. Yep. I'm glad this wow. guy enjoys what he does. I, he, I, mean, I he's do. A, he's a diehard fan. I do think there might be a correlation that, between the people who don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie and people who just don't like Die Hard. Hmm. Right. Honestly, no, I, I enjoy I enjoy Die Hard. It's a good movie. Yeah, it it's is, a great it's movie. It's a great movie. And that's, I think that's why I've softened on it, because I was like, ah, the people who insist it's not a Christmas movie don't really like it as a movie anyways and don't want it like muddling up their their more traditional Christmas movies. Messes up their cookie cutter world. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. That's an office reference for Zach and. No, I, it, it was, it was, it was received. Um, Andrew's like, I like inside jokes. I hope to be a part of one one day. So my number two movie is uh, a new one that has hit within the last couple of years. Um, it's the movie Klaus, Klaus. on Netflix. Um, I'm, Utterly, so good. utterly blown away by that film. Um, it just not even the Christmas aspect to it, but what it does for animation. Is this animation. a horror movie or is it? No. Oh, <laughs> I love that you said that. And I came off of Die Hard and Gremlins and you have well, no, no idea. I about see Klaus. how it's spelled and it looks like, like a horror movie. Like, like, no. a, I don't know. Um, Klaus, like is, Klaus is an animated film that Netflix has put out that follows a uh, spoiled uh, heir to a uh, vast fortune named Jesper who his father tries to teach him a lesson and says, Hey, you need to start a post office in the like northernmost city in the world. That's the unhappiest place in the world. And if you don't send enough letters, uh, by I think a year, then I'm going to disinherit you. And so obviously this guy sets off to start a post office in this just awful town. Um, and in the process, he meets the man who starts the Santa Claus legend, Klaus, um, and using toys to convince uh, kids to write letters. It's it's really, really well done. What most people are going to remember about this film, though, is that when you watch it, you're going to have a hard time wondering if it's 2D animation or 3D animation. Hmm. And it's pretty dang cool. Yeah, it's 2.5 it, sound, it sounds like animation. his dad just saw another good business opportunity. Yeah. He saw a, <laughs> right. he saw a no, town sorry. that needed privatized uh, postal <laughs> services and sent his son to go take care of it. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's about capitalism. the relationship between yeah. a dad and Free a son. Free markets, man. It's, it's the dad and the son having male bonding. <laughs> and I just, set that just right stamp up. it. Just stamp it. <laughs> um. So I actually had the opportunity to, I guessed it on another podcast called The Animation Addicts, and we talked about this movie in depth on that one. So shout out to the Rotoscopers and Animation Addicts. Uh, if you want more more of my thoughts on that one, go listen to that episode. Um, they're really cool people, and you should absolutely listen to their podcast if you're interested at all in animation. Yeah, even, so. if, even if you have no interest, just listen to it. Just be close. <laughs> Okay, Zach, you, Zach. No. what, is, what no. is your number one film? <laughs> um, so my number one film has already been mentioned. It's Elf. Yeah, Elf. You've already mentioned this. Uh, I mean, I, I mentioned it when we were talking about favorite movie moments. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this film is, is my family's tradition. We watch it faithfully every year. We've got a drinking game to it. There's lines in it that were used for key moments in my relationship. I already repeated one of them uh, on a previous episode on how I asked my future wife to date me. Uh, what you may not know is I also used a line from that one for my first kiss. So, oh, uh, oh you, man, 
used <laughs> used another line from it when uh, uh, Buddy the Elf gives like a little peck um, to the love interest in it uh, in the film, and then she goes, "You missed." So that line was also used in my relationship. So <laughs> my relationship is just a collection of Elf and Emperor's New Groove quotes, and that worked. <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, I mean, I've got a, I've got a son and a bun in the oven. So you tell me if it worked, Andrew. <laughs> oh, wow. What is eyeball now? You got my attention with the drinking game. What how exactly does that work? Well, uh, we do eggnog, but if you're going to be an eggnog well, hater, gross. I guess so you can't I'll, join I'll us. Game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's anytime they say Merry Christmas, anytime they say elf, anytime they say Santa. Ooh, no wonder you use eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you doing vomit after all that? I feel like. Well, funnily enough, they actually don't say Merry Christmas all but three times in the entire film. But oh, elf wow. and Santa? A lot. A yeah. lot. yeah, I bet. But we I love bet. eggnog. Um, but something something interesting. We just talked about Mandalorian in the last episode. John Favreau directed Elf. Yeah, yeah he and he's the doctor. Mm-hmm. He's the yeah, doctor. In and it. he's the doctor. That's my yeah. wife's favorite scene, by the way, when he's trying to do the, the <laughs> finger prick. And he's like, why is that? Why is that skeleton looking at me? Is that a real is that a real necklace? Can I listen to it? Why is he squinting at me? Like she's like that. That is no. such a toddler. Best part of that scene, though, is when he actually gets pricked and there's that like moment of silence before he starts screaming. My son did that with his first shots, and that was fantastic. That's all I could think about. And then the next scene, my, my finger, finger has, has a heartbeat. heartbeat. <laughs> I, I won't belabor it because we already talked about it, but I just love the innocence and optimism of that film. And you were kind of dancing around this, Aaron, but I think what makes it so unique for a Christmas film is that it's a self-aware Christmas film mm-hmm. because yeah. the whole opening is making fun of the classic claymations. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Buddy. Hope you <laughs> dead. Dead. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. Um, no, it, it is. And actually the last, so Cameron, I think it's seen it last year, but he's old enough now to appreciate it more. And we did a fun thing uh, a couple nights ago I wasn't going to I wanted to do like a, a, a dessert, like a, a fun thing to eat with them that was kind of tied into the movie. But I wasn't going to make pasta with syrup on it. So I thought I was like, what's the closest thing I could kind of do with that scene? So we ended up making waffles with ice cream and, and chocolate syrup and eat, eating that and watching Elf, which is, you know, you get that going. You get the Christmas tree in the background. That's a that's a good evening. That's a parenting win right there. That's a parenting win. A and then you send him win. you send him to bed and then you make more waffles and ice cream. You watch Die Hard. That's right. <laughs> no, I just want waffles and ice cream. Well, just two two more thoughts. My wife and I still can never meet someone named Francisco without snickering. Like, of course, I, I'm dreading the day I meet someone named Francisco in a professional setting because I'm. It's going to take every bit of maturity in my body not to be like Francisco. So I have actually. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> And yes, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. <laughs> and I'd say at least once a month, Meredith and I will get off the phone with each other and be like, I painted a picture of a butterfly. <laughs> like it, it's just, it's such a quotable movie. So many delightful moments. I love Elf. Aaron, how about you? What is your number one pick? Yeah, I flipped these around a couple times. Elf landed it too. Number one for me is going to have to be Charlie Brown Christmas. It's hard um, to argue with that. You cannot get more classic than that. Yeah. There That's is capital a, C. I mean, yes, just like with any Christmas movie, there's a ton of nostalgia wrapped up in this. I 
don't remember a year. I, I don't remember a year not watching this on TV um, because if I don't remember, I was too young <laughs> um, to, to be watching it. Um, it came on TV, of course, every year. We we owned it on VHS as well. Um, I mean, it is. Yeah. I, what else is there to say? It's a classic. It has what, as Linus puts it, it actually has what Christmas is all about in the midst of yeah. it. And to both my kind of surprise and and uh, thankfulness that it still airs on TV in its entirety without any parts cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's Charlie right. Brown. I mean, it's Peanuts. It's, it's Snoopy mm-hmm. and the gang. It's it's a it's a classic. And the music. That's the other thing too. Yeah. That music um, between the yeah the classics Peanuts music the the opening song the Christmas time that one <laughs> yeah. and then of course the the Hark the Herald Angels sing they sing and then like. You, there's probably people they don't know what it's from but they but they know, but they the, know it the, that, right. those versions of the song so um huge nostalgia factor um i'm not saying it's the best animated thing out there but uh no it it's, is not <laughs> it's it's just fantastic and it's gonna be it's gonna be my number one good kevin number one pick oh boy so i'm just gonna say i'll rip the band-aid for this one for you and then i'll get into some of the specifics a christmas story <laughs> <laughs> I thought you make your list. I'm a little surprised it's number one. Yeah, me too. At least it has the word Christmas in it. It does. No, I, th- so I thought films, Die Hard not the was going to be number one. I thought Die Hard was going to be number one. Oh no, it's not number one. So, so, so this movie is interesting. So it's the only movie that gets played every Christmas for 24 hours straight, and it has for the past. What? Um, There's yes. a channel that does that. TBS yeah. used to TB- do it. So it started on TNT, <laughs> and then it went to TBS. What? Um, and it's been doing so for 17 years, 17 years of 17 years. Wow. So you could binge watch a Christmas story over Christmas before you could stream on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I remember this distinctly because my granddad loves this movie. It's, I know, it's just he loves it. So it would be on that 24 hour it. marathon would come on on TBS um, and at their house, we'd be there and. It was it was on all day. So my but the funny thing was so I always was lukewarm towards it. My mom hated it. Yeah, oh yeah. You either you either love (laughs) generally speaking, you either love this film or you hate it. Well, that's the definition of cult classic. Yeah, it's just like this mm -hmm. little kid tells the story of Hibbs and his family growing up in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And all he wants is a BB gun for Christmas. That's a basically the premise of the entire story. Um, but it's become such a cult classic that the house that's featured in this is now a museum. Oh, is it? Yeah. Really? So you, you can go to a Christmas story and you can visit the museum. You can buy merchandise, but you could also stay there. Like you can book nights oh, and wow. sleep there. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's just, just crazy. Like I don't, like I maybe watched that film once throughout the entire year. Margaret hates this movie. Mm-hmm. Which might be another reason why I like it so much, but the actor who played Ralphie in Christmas Story is the head elf in Elf. Yep, I did yep. know that. I yep. found that out. I want to say within the last year, and it just yeah. blew my little mind. But that's yeah, you do I, have a small mind. Once again, it's one of those those cool elf things. <laughs> that's like it. you know, no one calls this out, no one mentions it. It's not an overt thing. It's right, just it's there. Just and if you get it, it's amazing. And if you Christmas don't, movie. then right. you don't miss anything. Yeah. Yeah, you can see, watch a, a duck get his head cut off in Christmas Story. It's cooked. It's Is that the Chinese the, restaurant? At the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah, it's no, weird. It's I, know this movie. I, I know this movie, but I don't, 
I, I don't remember ever seeing it from beginning to end in one sitting. I know quotes <laughs> from it, but I've never actually seen it. So I'll, you'll shoot your eye out, you kid. Try out. You'll yeah, you know, licking the telephone I pole. didn't say fudge. And my last pick has already been said. It is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes. Um, and again, I'm not going to belabor yes. this one. I still um, need to watch that. We watched really this do. one as a family just about every year growing up. Um, that was one of the traditions that we had was watching this film. I can almost quote this one from uh, head to tail. Go. Um, yeah, it was a fine meal. Yes, we have already gone through this, but I mean, that's, you know that what? is the opening line of the movie. I know this. Um, I know this tale like the back of my hand. Oh, yeah. Prove, prove it. it. All right. There's a little mole on my thumb and uh, yeah, yeah. a scar on my wrist from when I fell off my bike. Uh, it's phenomenal. I just uh, utterly quotable. Uh, the rats in that one, uh, in the, the ice skating penguins. Well, penguins doing anything is awesome. It's true, but seriously, this movie is hard to compete with. Michael Caine, as has been said, is a phenomenal Ebenezer Scrooge. May not be my favorite Ebenezer Scrooge that's been on screen, but he's a dang good one. Yeah, and we owned the VHS copy of this growing up, and there was a song that was on the VHS copy. Yes. Between got, the the couple that's that right. everybody fast forwarded, so they finally just cut it out. No, it was so good. <laughs> the song is phenomenal. Um, and uh they cut it out because Jeffrey Katzenberg was an idiot. And um you Wait, know, what was years, the real what was the real reason though? Jeffrey was Katzenberg for, Jeffrey Katzenberg asked to take it out. Was it just for it was too sad because, for kids? Because, because he thought it was too boring for this, kids. This is the one between between Scrooge, young Scrooge yeah, and his the love, yeah, is, gone. Right? The love is, yeah. Gone. Yeah. is gone. The love but, is gone. So it's so I, funny because my wife hates that part. What? Yeah, okay. she, she like so, she and as a kid, I always I thought it was on the VHS because I thought I remembered like I was like fast forwarding it because you didn't want to. So amazed well, by for, our VHS for years today. So for years <laughs> they have played a Muppet Christmas Carol without this song. And if you watch it on Disney Plus, basically they break up, you know, Belle and Scrooge break up at the end. And then it just cuts there. Well, usually there's the song that's right there. And then, you know, the scene continues. But for years, that's just played that truncated version. They have apparently found the original film for that moment. And will probably be putting that back into the Muppet Christmas Carol. And I couldn't be excited. Couldn't be more excited so there's actually that. more to it than just the song. No, there's or, a song, or, but they, right. they they took it out and it was like VHS quality. And so they couldn't find, ah, you know, the original, right. uh, the original quality stuff. Well, they okay. found the original stuff for it. So it's and going so back. It's probably going to go chances back Chances are, I'd imagine within the next couple of years, we're going to get the full unabridged Muppet Christmas Carol, which I am thrilled about. The film was found. The film, the film was, was found. found. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, seriously, Muppet Christmas Carol, my number one pick for Christmas movies. So, I mean, great list with the exception of Kevin's. All of these That's are great films. <laughs> all of these are great films. Someone, but, uh, somewhere. Die Hard's still a great film. Yeah, they're all well, great films. Well, you know what? And that Christmas was nice. Is about, you're, calling, you're really ragging on mine. Christmas is about naughty and nice list. We had the nice list. You had the naughty list. Well, I had the sweet candy <laughs> list. <laughs> well, next up is our fan question of the week. So we'll dive into that in just a second. This next segment is brought to you by Maleshko. Making videos should be fast and fun. Find out how at Maleshko.com. That's M-I-L-E-S-H-K-O.com. Or you can go to dadgumnerds.com slash sponsors and it'll take you straight there. Thanks, guys. All right. This week, we got another question to us thrown by Trip, who is not here today, but he submitted us a question in spirit. 
Oh, that's man. Not a, we, he's not with yeah. us today. He's with us in spirit. That's rough, man. <laughs> well, Trip submitted this he question. Okay? He's, still he's still alive and well. Sorry. <laughs> but his question for us is, what is a cherished Christmas tradition uh, from your family? And that could be an activity. That could be food, anything, et cetera. Um, I guess I'll start off one of it, which was the Muppet Christmas Carol. We didn't do a whole ton for Christmas aside from decorating. Um, you know, we, I had traditions where I was always the first one to wake up on Christmas. Mm -hmm. And when we, the parents said basically like, if you wake up early on Christmas, which I always did, it was like four or five o'clock in the morning and my little brain couldn't turn off. Um, they're like, okay, you can dig into your stockings, but you can't open presents until Obviously, everybody's there. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we can do that. So I have that makes sense. vivid Take- I have vivid memories of waking up every Christmas way too early and eating chocolate while staring at all the beautiful gifts. That, you know, oh, yeah. We, we couldn't even leave our room morning. until our parents came and got us. Oh, wow. That's brutal. Wow. Yeah. That's brutal. Ooh. That Did they ever just sleep in and forget one Christmas? And well, they like, forgot, oh, but it was never like <laughs> sweet at 630 like most kids. And then what, another really quick one that we had was uh, there's a, a food item that we make. And I know Aaron and, and Kevin, you guys don't like eggnog, but nope. uh, my mom found this recipe for a reg, uh, eggnog, which is called Christmas punch, which is if you take oh, eggnog so and then you also take amazing. ginger ale, mix it together and then put in peppermint ice cream. And basically just dip it out of a punch bowl. I might bowl. try that. Okay. Yeah, I might I try, that. try that. I don't like some, of, some of you guys who are listening oh. probably think I'm crazy. Do not knock this stuff until you try it. It is we Christmas. Were, they probably thought you were crazy a, a long time ago. This is like, true. This, this drink has nothing to do with that. Well, don't just, knock it till you try it. Don't knock it. Yes. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> but uh, the, between the, the Christmas waking up too early, Muppet Christmas Carol and Christmas Punch, those were probably the top three traditions in our family growing up. Hey, Aaron, you realize that that pun was a punchline? <laughs> <laughs> I meant to do it. So. Uh, hey. See, Aaron, this is why I love having you back. We're already in the double digits. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing back the double, the double dad jokes and double puns now. A license for it. What have I done? So I guess I'll go next. Yeah. So I guess now with, you know, having four kids, they all have their different favorite Christmas movie. Okay, I am. And, okay. We've, and none of my kids have seen Gremlins or Die Hard. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> that right so they now. don't have the correct Christmas movies yet. Well, they have the correct family ones. My my oldest is ten. Like, there's no way I'm showing a ten year old Die Hard. Like, we kind of I'm crazy, <laughs> but I'm not like, crazy. Did you have a question, Aaron? Yeah, why aren't you showing your ten year old Die Hard? No, I'm just kidding. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. that. No. Yeah. So their favorite, I guess, Felicity's favorite Christmas movies that has sort of turned into a family tradition is the Santa Claus series with Tim Allen. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. actually kind of surprised they didn't make one of our list. I, I kind yeah, of thought that might have made Zach's list. If I had to peg someone, I thought it might have made Zach's list. Funnily enough, I did not see that movie in its entirety until I was like in high school. Hmm. Wow. So I, I can't remember if it was my mom or my dad just didn't like Tim Allen. Hmm. So the most I ever got of Tim Allen growing up was Woody. Okay. Oh, wow. No, no, no. Not, even home, not even home improvement. Not even home improvement. Right. <laughs> Sorry. So we watched that, the Santa Claus series, I don't want to say to death, but we lost, we watch it a ton. And between that and then Home Alone, I won't let them watch past two. Cause because you're a good parent. Kevin. I'm a good you're parent. a solid <laughs> dad See, solid who loves dad. his and children and wants movie. the best for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, now, 
having said that, did you see the third one that had, um, it's bad. Jimmy little, what's his name? Martin short that had him as Jack Frost. Did you ever at least oh, yeah. watch, we watch it? all three? We yeah, watched yeah, all three Santa Claus films. I thought you were yeah. talking about home alone three. And I was like, yeah, oh, I, man, I, I did too. <laughs> I, I did for a second too. But once you mentioned, no, but yeah, we watched all of them, all three. Okay. Um, there's a new one called Noel that's on Disney Plus. That's actually pretty funny. Oh, Anna Kendrick. That's right. When Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Caitlin and I watched that last funny. year and it's actually, I was hesitant. Got to admit. And she and I watched it. It's actually pretty good. It's okay. actually pretty good. It's kind of sweet. Now, did you watch The Christmas Prince on Netflix? No. So one of the funniest memes I saw out of last year is Netflix was pulling all of these stats of just listener or how viewers were watching and binging. And mostly it was just showcasing how great Stranger Things was. But there was this person apparently who watched a Christmas Prince like 400 times in a row. (laughs) And Netflix said, whoever you are, we don't know why you needed this, but we're glad it it helped. (laughs) (laughs) 400 times in a row and like as you know you can only watch something like three times before it's like are you sure you want to keep watching so (laughs) someone and this is a movie not like a tv show where you're going episode episode they like watch this movie and then started it back over it's like a christmas story but for netflix i i can think of a a few different reasons why uh someone could watch that 400 times but by far the best explanation is somebody just loved it it to death and needed it (laughs) One of my more favorite ones that we've been doing the past couple of years is so during Advent, so all the days leading up to Christmas, we wrap Christmas books and put them under the tree and each kid gets to pick a different book every night and we read a Christmas story. Oh, Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. So we read. We read in my house, too. (laughs) I was going to say, Kevin, it's a Christmas miracle. You're reading for fun. (laughs) I'm reading for my children. Okay. They need need to love books more than I do. I'm not going that far. It's not fun. It's for the kids. (laughs) I like reading, but not for entertainment. I don't read for entertainment. Zach, how about you? So this was a fun thing we did with my family growing up. It was called the Robe, which is my mother's maiden name side of the family, the Robe Yoakum Olympics. And all my uncles, all my aunts, everyone in the family would get together sometime around Christmas. It wasn't always on Christmas. And we would play a series of board games and field events. Andrew, you sounds like your nightmare. You would hate that. <laughs> this is Andrew's nightmare before Christmas. Um, but we would, Christmas. we would play everything from Risk, which some of the most explosive games of Risk I've ever played. Oh, we need an episode just to On talk about games. stories of playing Risk with our siblings growing up. I'm still up. playing a game. If you think Die Hard was violent... <laughs> oh, listen, we've had, we had broken glass in our house. Over My brothers and I literally fought physically <laughs> over risk games. But anyways, we, we would play carpet ball, <laughs> trivial pursuit, cranium. So, so there were a little bit more powder puff games in there thrown in. But at the end of an arbitrary amount of time and after people have been assigned an arbitrary amount of points, the winner would be awarded with the status symbol. That is C Y symbol so it was a literal oh, no. musical symbol yes. with the word status engraved no. on it and if you won you got the bragging rights to hold on to it for a year and actually uh we we did it for gosh we did it for almost uh 15 years in a row and about year five we actually started engraving the winner names and their year they won into oh, it man. 
So it's not like a family heirloom because it's got different names. Oh, no joke. Which yeah, year. That's awesome. And I hold, I hold the honor of being not only the youngest winner of the status uh-huh. symbol, the year that I beat all of my uncles at Clue, which <laughs> you have not played Clue until you've played Robe Clue. <laughs> the way my family plays Clue, it is not uncommon for the game to only last two turns. Oh, (laughs) I also was the only person to win two years consecutively. Oh, but it was really fun. There was lots of laughter. Um, One year we were playing carpet ball and one of my uncles threw it too hard and the ball leaped off of the table and smashed one of our Santa figurines, took his (laughs) legs straight off. (laughs) And so then the phrase that year were balls are flying, Santa's crying. (laughs) And that was our tagline for that year. So anyway, lots of fond memories doing the Robe Yokum Olympics. Aaron, how about you? Yeah, well, we didn't have anything quite that wild. <laughs> I think for, you know, <laughs> growing up, we um we was we were a family of six. So on like Christmas morning, it was just us. You know, we'd we'd get up and um we were allowed to come out of our rooms, Kevin. And I remember getting <laughs> up and like I don't let know, my kids come downstairs. I think my dad Dang. said, I think he I think he said six or six thirty. Like he had to put some kind of reasonable time in place. But mm-hmm. like I still like, yeah, you you couldn't sleep and um wake up at like five and then yeah, go look in your stockings and everything. And we would always we'd make uh cinnamon rolls. My mom would make cinnamon yes. rolls in the morning. Nice. Um or my dad would make them a lot too. And uh yeah, it was it was it was pretty simple. Then my grandma, my mom's mom would come over for for lunch that day, and my my dad's side, uh, my parent, his parents would come over for Christmas Eve, and we kept that tradition. I mean, it was kind of like the schedule as it was, really, until I I went to college, and then it, it we changed a little bit. But um, I think as far as like what we're doing now, though, the 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 kids because we have kids now. I'm a dad yeah. too. Kids have kids. Um, I, I think we're we're kind of waiting to see what traditions kind of organically come up. Like yeah, I don't want to force here. anything. I don't want to make it a thing. Like we watched Elf with waffles and ice cream this year. Maybe that's a thing we do every year. I don't know. Maybe we change it up every year. I'm a huge traditions kind of guy, but I also don't want to force anything. Um, the only other big one was we we did Advent. We 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 lit gotcha. the candles. We did mm-hmm. we we. I and I really enjoyed that. That might be the one thing when they get a little bit older that I do want to try out and see like, if you want to call it forcing, like I want to, I want to check it out. But anyways, yeah, ours was always kind of quiet and simple and I enjoyed it. And we did that for years. And as with a family of my own now, I think we're just kind of waiting to see what maybe we, you know, Kevin, you've got the books under the tree and the movies and everything. And I'm just, once I get a little older, we'll, we'll see what comes of it. But yeah, we do have one other big advent one. So we actually decorate our Christmas tree first as an advent tree. So it's all purple, and okay. pink and then on hmm. christmas eve we take those ornaments down and put up the christmas ornaments oh because we, we the, keep our christmas oh, up, okay. stuff up for like through jan we do part of like mid-january so do we but that's because i'm too busy to <laughs> take it down I mean, there's, there's, there's that too it, it helps to have it switched that's, that's why that's why it's up until mid-january i used to say i was like well i'm just keeping it up till epiphany because yeah, i was you know, like epiphany. it's very you know i just i feel very and i was like no nah, it's just because i haven't had time to take it down yet it's like epiphany the procrastinators christmas <laughs> well guys if you have a question to send us that you'd like to hear on our fan question of the week be sure to go to dadgumnerds.com contact and you have the chance to have your question read directly on the show and we would love to answer it so 
Again, that's dadgumnerds.com slash contact. All right, let's wrap this thing up. We'll be back with our closing thoughts and pun count momentarily. Got a question for the dads? Got a joke that makes your kids groan? You want a specific topic on the podcast? Then head to dadgumnerds.com slash contact and send us your thoughts. We read every submission, and you might just hear it on the podcast. Again, that's dadgumnerds.com slash contact, and we'll catch you later, dadgum nerds. All right, any closing thoughts before we go? Uh, this episode brought to you by VHS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the so 90s. Had, I, I did a VHS count. We have six. Oh, wow. References to a VHS. Well, I mean, it would make sense. That's what we had available as we were um, growing up as kids. It was yeah, the VHS. And, and I'm older than you. When, and it's funny that I didn't reference them once. Hmm. Hmm. The I guy think... who also referenced Gremlins, Die Hard, and A Christmas yep. Story. <laughs> yeah. All Christmas it, movies. It, it's not a necessarily new thought, but I'm having it confirmed more and more. When Kevin and I agree, man, we agree. We yeah. agree hard. And then when we don't, we are like opposite oh, sides totally of the room. Yeah, right. <laughs> y'all and are I'm like okay a, with that. Y'all yeah, are a song of ice and fire. We are. <laughs> And I am realizing that uh, Zach's love of puns is even engraved on a symbol in his yeah. house mm-hmm. for eternity. Been brought up. My love of way, puns way too early is symbolic. Okay, and and they more, the more you're that scratching. happens, the more I'm turning into. I'm just going to encourage it and start to set him up more. I feel yeah because because you hate it so much, it makes me at my heart really big. <laughs> Apparently I'm only on this show to like lob a pun up for Zach to spike over the net. (laughs) All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Two things before we go, we would still love your thoughts from our first season of dadgum nerds, which you can give us at dadgumnerds.com slash survey. Again, that's dadgumnerds.com slash survey. And you can enter your name in for a drawing of our $25 Amazon gift card that we're giving away. If you submit it by December 31st, 2020. We're still nailing a couple things down for our next season in January. So we would love to know what you guys are thinking so far. And on that note, also leave us a rating or review on your podcast platform if it lets you. And if it doesn't, just head to dadgumnerds.com slash review and it'll take you to a couple of places where you can leave your thoughts. The more you guys leave those ratings and reviews, the more people get a chance to listen to the show. Um, and we'd love to see the show continue to grow. So we would absolutely adore it if you could leave dadgum nerds a review. All right, so Kevin and Zach, pun count on three. One, two, three. Thirteen. Ten. That's that, still pretty high. Yeah. I, I counted symbolic. I counted that one. You called that, that one, yeah. I was borderline. I, I wasn't sure when to cut it off. <laughs> Kevin's like, I'm done. You reached double digits. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Thanks to Aaron. Thanks to my yes. main I, man, Aaron. You know, had to pull, pull a couple out of there to no, you boost, didn't. boost the score. No, you, you really did <laughs> oh but i did <laughs> all right well that's all we've got for you today again thank you so much for listening and we will catch you later dadgum nerds uh merry christmas and andrew do you want us to export this and to all a good night bye buddy hope you find your dad Game over. be sure to check out dadgum nerds on facebook and instagram if you want to know what the dads are up to get the latest updates on the show or constantly laugh with us along the way, then you can find us on social media at dadgumnerds. That's at dadgumnerds, spelled D-A-D-G-U-M-N-E-R-D-S. Catch you later, dadgumnerds.